The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Always glad to have you along for the ride. Today, also going along for the ride is our alternate producer and my original one, as a matter of fact, Eric Ryder. He's at the board and helping helping us make sure we stay in our lane. We're going to have a lot of fun today because we're going to head to Chicagoland. And that is a designation broadly stated concerning Chicago and all that the suburbs have to offer. It is a megalopolis. So much to visit there. But we're going to key in today on the Morton Arboretum. Centennial year, no less. How about that? And it comes in December. There's still time to get there for the big day. And for the holiday season, oh my goodness. Just the mention of illumination. Tree lights at the Morton Arboretum, which is celebrating its 10th anniversary, by the way, is enough to take the hitch out of your giddy if you're going to want to see that. I look forward to it myself very, very much. We have other exhibits and a brand new Grand Garden that has just opened to talk about as well. That will fill our episode today on American Road Trip Talk. We're going to the Morton and we'll be back right after this. Avoid the crush at the big name stores this season and instead give your friends and loved ones the gift of authenticity from our locally owned stores and boutiques in Oregon's Mount Hood Territory. From the fashionista to the artist and the outdoor adventurer to the voracious reader, our communities will have everything you need to finish that shopping list, all tax-free, of course. Visit mounthoodterritory.com shopping to find your shopportunities and support local. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and alert drops will stop it. Kids studying in college, drinking too much caffeine, overloading on these energy drinks, they end up in the hospital. Alert drops will stop it. What is alert drops? Alert drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water, co-created with my uncle, Dr. Henry Heimlich, creator of the Heimlich Maneuver, who said, Anson, alert drops will save more lives than the maneuver. Whether you are driving, whether you're studying, whether you're just a tired mom, whenever you need to be alert, get alert drops. A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system, and you're naturally awake, naturally alert. It's scientifically proven. It's doctor approved. Again, it's natural. It's been honored by the United States Congress. Go to alertjobs.com. Very important. Go to alertjobs.com and stay safe. Adventure history and beauty all await you on the Natchez Parkway, a national scenic byway and national park. This 444-mile drive takes you through some of the country's most stunning landscapes, while also allowing you access to exciting communities along the way. From Natchez, Mississippi to Nashville, Tennessee, we invite you to explore the trace and discover America. Plan your trip at scenictrace.com. That's scenictrace.com. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk. Harry Marshall is Director of Public Relations and Social Media for the Morton Arboretum. She spent most of her career working with major national and international nonprofit organizations, and as a nature lover and hiker, found her sweet spot at the Arboretum. Welcome, Terry Marshall. Glad to have you with us today. Hi, Gary. It's always great to be with you. 
well, especially when we're anticipating the big day in December, 100 years of the Morton Arboretum. Congratulations to you and the role you have played in making the Arboretum all that it is today. Oh, thank you. Well, obviously, a lot of people came before me in these last 100 years. And uh, I don't know that Joy Morton ever envisioned when he started this in 1922 with 175 acres that it would be 1,700 acres and welcome more than 1.2 million people a year. You know, there is a great story there. We realize in terms of a backstory, I really owe it to the listeners to ask you, Terry, what was the original vision and how expansive did they even plan to be? Because the Arboretum is a lot more than, as you have indicated, was originally conceived and constructed. And now it's a place that becomes a heritage for people coming through anywhere, really, to come there. But also in the Midwest, it's just out there outside Chicago, like this verdant jewel. It is. Well, Joy Morton's family, uh, their motto was plant trees. Um, he grew up in Nebraska and, and they planted trees. And so he grew up with an affinity for, for trees and he studied them. And when he bought the land and built his home there called Thornhill uh, in 1909, he started immediately looking at how he could create an arboretum for the planting and protection and study of trees and plants. And when it opened, in uh, December, on December 14th, 1922, there was already an herbarium and a library along with the land uh, for scientific study and for the propagation of trees. And how's that going? Pretty well? Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's going I've okay. seen the photos. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, it's expanded so much. It's extraordinary where you just take in this vista when you're not hiking and walking around it. It's just it's a, a kind of multifaceted wonder with something for everybody. Right. And through the years, you know, it, it was about education and people came to become educated and it was all nature lovers. Um, but it has grown so much that now you know, we say it's much more than trees. It's more than a walk in the woods that, you know, people say, well, you know, what is there besides coming to see trees? But, you know, you could spend hours upon hours there. You know, people will come and spend the entire day because there is so much to do. And there are events like illumination. We've got nature. We have hikes. We have programs. We've got camps for children. There's a four-acre children's garden. Um, so there's just so much to do there other than just taking a hike through the woods or riding through our nine miles of roads. Oh, absolutely. Uh, anybody who goes to your website, and we're going to make sure we give out that information toward the end so you can make plans to visit. But at the Morton Arboretum, it seems to me that there is a strong emphasis. And if you just go to Google, check out the images, put Morton Arboretum Chicago in there, which is actually in Lyle, Illinois, close by Chicago. But when you look at the, the artistry there, it's stunning. I really have to compliment all of you there, Terry, because when I look at this, I'm going, this isn't just, you know, pretty paintings or somebody, you know, who gets a chainsaw out there and, and carves up a tree trunk or something. These are artistic expressions of the first rank. Well, and, you know, people say, well, what is an arboretum? Or they call it a park. But we are not a public park. It's a nonprofit, private organization. And the, the trees are in collections. And so you're right that as you go through, there's method to the madness and there's actually scientific study going on on site every day. Uh, we have a scientific staff 
that are working not only at the Arboretum, but around the world uh, to ensure that tree species don't go extinct. Uh, you know, we're working on uh, things like climate change and how climate is impacting trees and looking at how do we make trees and other plants more climate resistant and resilient so that they can survive all the changes that are going on. Um, so when people come to the Arboretum, there, there's signage, you, you know, there are signs, there are panels, so you can learn while you walk. Some of, a lot of the trees and the plants are tagged so you can know what you're looking at. Uh, and you're absolutely right. It's that, you know, there are collections of maple trees. So in the fall, you get, you know, all these beautiful different colors and the ginkgo trees, and there's an Asian collection and a Korean collection. Um, so it's much different than just going to your public park. Harry, I admire the attitude that looks to the future, preserve what we have for future generations. We're living on a planet right now where depending on the politics of the moment, you could have a very serious problem already getting much worse if there isn't proper respect for Mother Earth in the Amazonian rainforest. Now let's get rid of another you know, couple hundred thousand acres of these trees. There's development. Somebody somewhere way back when decided, stop, we're going to preserve this because it is natural beauty and has a right to exist. Right, exactly. And you know, part of the reason that the Arboretum has all these events and we have uh, you know, artistic exhibitions is so that people will come and they'll see it and they'll learn and learn to appreciate trees and to understand the benefits that trees provide in our lives. You know, a lot of people just think, oh, you know, trees are pretty and that's really nice, and that maybe they provide shade. But we also want people to appreciate that if we don't take care of trees, they're not going to take care of us. And that, you know, trees can live very long lives if people will just, you know, water them and care for them and make sure that they're planted in the right place so that, you know, they can thrive. Because if they're not in the right place, it might not be the right tree for where you live. Um, and, you know, there are just so many benefits that, again, on our website, people can go and find out what those benefits are. You're not going to take care of the trees. They won't take care of us. Trees can be vindictive that way. You kind of have to be careful. <laughs> They're the lungs of the planet. When it comes well, to- and, you know, They also provide energy saves. You know, we think about that if you have trees that are shading your home in the summer or your, or your business in, uh, or the streets, um, there's really, there are energy savings. You know, they, they will um, mitigate stormwater. So areas that have a lot of flooding, if you have more trees, you have less flooding. So there are you know, just a lot of other benefits that people don't realize. Beyond the five senses, when you're sitting there on a park bench and taking all of that in, there are these other cons considerations with the future in mind, not simply the present. Quite true. I'd like to hone in here for a couple of minutes, Terry, on illumination, tree lights at the Morton Arboretum. 10th anniversary. That tells me that you've got a success story on your hands. How did that develop? And do you change it from year to year? I have to believe there are some new additions almost every year. Yes. And th this year is going to be bigger, better than ever, obviously, for the 10th anniversary of Illumination, but also the centennial of the Arboretum. Um, so there are new features that are added every year. There are some features that are just so popular that I think people would revolt if we took them away. And so, you know, there are some returning features. 
Um, but this year we have six new features. It's going to be very different than it's ever been before. And the biggest change is that this is, as you mentioned, the first year that the Grand Garden is in place at the Arboretum. And this was you know, just a labor of love over the last five years or so to create this Grand Garden, a two-acre lush garden uh, in the core of the Arboretum. And the finale of Illumination is going to go through that Grand Garden for the first time. And it's just spectacular. It's going to be you know, like bigger and better finale than we've ever had before. Well, thank you for doing it that way. Do you know how many grand and glorious places I've been, whether it's on a walk or quite typically on a ride, there to dump you off at the gift shop. There's, so, I mean, if you're <laughs> going to go there to make this a holistic experience, I think you're doing it the right way. In fact, the Grand Garden itself, I believe you're honoring a gentleman with it. And it's, is it now open? It is now open and it is named for Dr. Gerard Donnelly, who was the Arboretum's president and CEO for the past 30 years. He just recently retired and he really brought the Arboretum, you know, into the, you know, the modern century. And, you know, he was the one who created the children's garden. He created illumination. Uh, you know, he's really brought more people to the Arboretum to experience all that it has to, to offer. And it's great to have it seasonally as well, which given on when the day lands, if you're going around Christmas time, certainly Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, in that time, you're talking about right at the point where the Arboretum turns 100. I think that's just, that's beautifully planned and envisioned. Right. And, you know, it, so we have so much going on with this hundredth. And in fact, I was just talking to somebody about the Arboretum store has special items in the store that are specific to this centennial that won't be here for very long. So, you know, people who like that history and want to have some mementos. And we've got a fabulous book called A Magnificent Garden of Trees that was created for the centennial. That's got beautiful images and it tells the history of the Arboretum, you know, and it's a great kind of coffee table book, you know, for a gift. And they have special ornaments um, and even for illumination, there are special ornaments for illumination this year. Yeah. Um, so it's just, you know, we encourage people to go into the gift shop to be able to get those mementos as well. I have to admit, I'm a sucker for souvenirs and a good gift shop. There, when I was a kid and my parents took me to Yosemite, they were they were looking out at Yosemite Falls and the trees, you know, Camp Curry, we would go there. I made a one person, a one kid beeline to the souvenir shop. I had to get all the gifts so I could tell everybody back home, I was at Yosemite. So you got to yeah. represent. I do understand that, you know, but but the show is outside when you talk about illumination. With all of these trees, I mean, the, this is the season when you're going to want to bundle up in all probability to go and enjoy that. Putting it together, what is the master plan year after year? I'm, I'm taking it that there is a template and some things you know you're going to be doing, but then you have the new stuff too. Well, the thing about illumination at the Morton Arboretum is that it is a unique show. A lot of other places, they have you know, pre-packaged light shows that are in other places or they have features that are brought in from a company that just you know, puts, puts it in their place, whereas Illumination was created exclusively for the Arboretum. So you cannot go anywhere else to see this particular light show. And, it, and 
and it's created with the spaces in mind. You know, so we have a lake and there, I mean, th this year, what they've done with the lake is gonna be absolutely spectacular. Uh, it, you know, it, there are along the trails, it, you look at the trees and they actually use drone, real drone footage that the scientists use to study the trees and they map out the shapes of the trees. So one of the most popular features is that the, these uh, projections onto a grove of conifers where it outlines the actual shape of the trees. It looks like it's enveloping the trees and it's really something to see. And it's just very different than anyone will see anywhere else. What about when it comes to say during the day, if you wanna go take a hike, it's a good place to do it. How many trails are they especially good for families? There's gotta be a lot of, for children to enjoy. Yes, we, we have actually have 16 miles of trails. So, you know, you can't do it all in one day unless you're really ambitious. Um, but most people will, you know, start out at the visitor center and you can walk. Uh, we have an east side and a west side, but we also encourage people to get in their cars and drive out because we have nine miles of roads. Uh, it really is an expansive place. Uh, so we tell people get out into the woods. And what we've put out into the woods is the, the human nature exhibition. Um, and the Arboretum has become known for its large scale sculptural exhibitions. And uh, this is one that we have eight sculptures scattered throughout the Arboretum and each one is very different. They were created by an artist named Daniel Popper and uh, they're very large and people love taking pictures with them, um, but they, they were created with whatever space that they were in. You know, he looked at the spaces and created them for the spaces. And it's almost like a little scavenger hunt to go find them. And that's become a really popular thing for people to do. And, and children love them as well. I'd like to hear a bit more in a minute's worth of backstory about Mr. Popper. I mean, this is, I mean, he has the makings of an unsung genius here, especially when I look at those photos. I mean, how he came up with these. And it's one guy, huh? One guy did that. It is. Well, it's one guy. He does have a team, but uh, he's from South Africa. And he had been doing maybe, you know, one sculpture here, a couple of sculptures there. But this was his largest exhibition to date. Uh, and so, you know, this is really unique amongst his sculptures and uh, it only lasts through March. So I really encourage people that if they want to see it to get to the Arboretum uh, before the end of March, uh, because then it is all going away, unfortunately. And this is referred to as the Human Nature Exhibit. It is. And, you know, and, there, and he also created a sculpture that was special for the centennial of the Arboretum. It's just outside the Visitor Center and it's called Ginkgo. Um, because the ginkgo was Joy Morton's favorite tree. And ginkgos, uh, if anybody knows about ginkgos, they can live for centuries. So they, they are very, they have a lot of longevity. They have unique leaves that anybody can identify. They turn beautiful colors. Um, and so this sculpture outside the visitor center has one of Daniel Popper's beautiful faces. He creates these beautiful faces surrounded by a hundred ginkgo leaves. He seems to be, to all appearances, a master at making use of what he has around him. If he goes to a spot in nature and there's something there that can be carved or artistically entwined with the whole mood of the place, he really captures that, but he's doing it in a very organic way. 
He does. And he uses different colors too, depending on the space. So for instance, one of the sculptures is called Basilica and it has intertwined uh, branches with hands that, that are outreaching. But he created that in a grove of hundred year old oak trees so that it's kind of meant to blend in with those branches and the shapes of the, the oak trees behind it. Um, and so he's done that with each of these pieces to you know just make use of the space around him. That's just brilliant. I'm curious to know, now I saw, I went to the website and let's go ahead and give that out so people can plan their trip accordingly. It's just laid out so beautifully. You will know a lot more than even we can provide during this brief episode of Trip Talk. But where would people go to make their plans, even perhaps to become members of the Arboretum? Uh, yes, it's Morton, M-O-R-T-O-N, Arb, A-R-B dot org. So Morton, Arb dot org. And all the information that you need about becoming a member, uh, about uh, visiting. And I, I also encourage people to remember that we no longer sell tickets at the gatehouse, that you have to get your tickets in advance online on the website, but you can arrange them very quickly uh, before your visit. Um, and we instituted timed entry ticketing because the Arboretum has become so popular that we had lines of cars that would be waiting for you know half hour, 45 minutes just to get inside. So with time ticketing, if you're coming from an hour and a half or two hours away, you have your ticket and you know you're gonna get in. You don't have to worry about whether you know it's gonna be sold out or you're not gonna have to wait another half an hour in line just to get inside. To visit this extraordinary place, it's a good idea to know a little something about Chicago and traveling around Chicago land. If someone is staying in downtown Chicago, Terry, if they're doing business there, or maybe they're in one of the suburbs, I'm familiar with one to the north, a lovely little hamlet, a village. In fact, they call it the village of Glenview, Illinois. And I understand that's ah, 45 minutes to an hour. So it's an outing, but it's within this megalopolis known as Chicagoland. Right, it is. And the, and the other thing, you know, that's different than a lot of other cultural institutions is parking is included with your entry. So it's free parking. And like I said, you can, you know, go throughout the Arboretum and park in different spaces and you're not paying for anything extra. And, um, and now that people can also take ride shares. So you can Uber, you can take a Lyft. Uh, and so there are instructions on the website for how to do that. And you can take your ride share right to the Arboretum. And with all of this, walking and hiking and admiring and photo taking, all of these good things, I'm probably going to get hungry. And it looks to me <laughs> like you have something going on. You were really talking in my good ear there, or the website was anyway. Something about a dinner and craft beers? Uh, yes. What, you know, throughout the year, um, we have a variety of um, both wine and local craft beer events. Uh, we have a variety of dinners. Uh, there's a, there's one coming up dinner with St. Nick in December, um, you know, as part of Illumination. So you can have dinner with St. Nick and then go to Illumination because Illumination is included in your ticket. So I would encourage, we have a craft beer uh, festival in the fall. Um, we have some summer events. There's a whiskey dinner coming up after the first of the year. So I really encourage people, if that's what they enjoy, to Kind of look for the various dinners and you know some of the special adult events that the Arboretum has throughout the year. And especially the whiskey dinner is kind of fun because they have 
um, some experts in whiskey who come and talk about how like oak barrels are used for the whiskey and they explain that process and the connection to trees. So it's it's really a lot of fun. I'll have to make sure I'm not the designated driver. <laughs> we have our designated driver tickets for for those adult events, by the way. Too. Oh, do you? Well done. <laughs> we do we do? I think that is excellent. And I should ask very quickly. Typically, what sort of wildlife is? There? I mean, do you you stand there quietly and deer approach? I've had that happen in national parks. Yeah, um, generally the deer. I at least I haven't heard of them approaching visitors. They tend to stay away. But I see deer. There are coyote. Uh, there are owls. I, you know, I've seen owls. I see a lot of people taking pictures of owls. There are a lot of birders who like to come to the Arboretum. It's great bird watching. Um, and we have a lot of um, bird material, related materials and even gifts in our uh, store. Uh, so a, a lot of interest in birds. Um, so there is a variety of, of wildlife, of course, squirrels and chipmunks. And that, you know, that's the whole idea of protecting trees and our ecosystems is that if those trees go away, then there's no home for the insects and the, and the wildlife that those that depend on those trees for their sustenance. Um, so, it, you know, that's something to watch out for, too, when you come to the Arboretum. It's a lot of fun. And once again, Terry Marshall, we're so happy to have you with us today. The website so people can get better acquainted and make plans to actually come out and visit you at mortonarb.org. And we're also on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, so look for the Morton Arboretum. Make sure it's spelled correctly because there's a there's some fake accounts out there. And so make sure you find us. Beautiful. Terry Marshall, thank you so much. Continued success to you and all the gang out at the Morton. You're doing a beautiful thing for the earth and for humanity. Thank you. Thank you for uh, helping me let people know about what we have to offer. We will be right back with a preview of next week's episode here on American Road Trip Talk. We'll be right back. You've probably heard of Fargo, North Dakota, but we'll bet it's different from what you expected. Add Fargo to your bucket list this fall and find bold autumn colors along the Red River of the North, cow print, and Mario Brothers themed murals the world's largest dilly bar, and of course, the nicest people you've ever met. Experience North, that is North of Normal. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please, get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. South Carolina. It's a small southern town built on equestrian traditions, sporting fun, and outdoor pursuits. Located in western South Carolina, just 20 miles from the Georgia state line, Aiken has many unique activities to cater to each kind of visitor's needs. Welcome to Aiken, South Carolina, and welcome to the Sporting South. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. Thanks so much for joining us today, everyone. Next week, we're going to have our buddy Jamie Jensen, king of the two-lane highway. He's going to be talking about New England in fall and all that you can see there. Oh, my. Jamie Jensen next week. Thanks for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk. 
along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American Road.